0: Attention all service-based entrepreneurs. Are you afraid to talk about your offers on social media, but still expecting people to buy from you? Do you freak out when someone asks you how much it is to work with you? Or do you trip over your words on discovery calls? Or maybe you're struggling to actually convert leads into paying clients, and you're not making your desired income in your business. Well, here's the cold truth. If you're not making sales in your business, then girlfriend, you don't have a business. Making sales is the foundation of a successful business. Without consistent money coming in, you're not going to be able to keep your doors open for long. But sales are something that so many new and established entrepreneurs struggle with. Why? I believe the reason why so many people struggle with sales in their business is because they have the wrong mindset when it comes to sales And they're not saying the right things on sales calls. They don't have a plan or a script for their calls. And if they have one, it's not effective in helping them actually land the client. And that's exactly why I have created the Sexy Sales Masterclass. Join me on Wednesday, August 21st for this free masterclass where I will teach you my personal sales script to selling out your programs and offers, plus how to overcome the top three sales objections, like the famous, I don't have the money. You will learn how to reprogram your mindset around sales so that you're no longer afraid to talk about your business on social media or on discovery calls. If you want to start making sexy sales, then make sure you register for this free masterclass by going to the link in the show notes. Plan to show up live to get my plug and play copy of my personal sales script that has helped me build my six-figure coaching business in less than a year without paid ads. I can't wait to see you at the masterclass so I can help you make sexy sales. Aloha, beautiful souls, and thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the Uplifting community. I am so happy to have you here. For all my regular listeners, I cannot thank you enough for choosing to press play every week. On today's podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Adrienne Larson, who is a holistic wellness coach who's on a mission to reframe the wheel of wellness. We talk about the importance of putting our mental health and spirituality as a top priority in our lives and how when we do that, it then translates to our physical health. She shares with us why it's so important to figure out what works best for you in terms of health and fitness instead of just following what the latest fad might be. We also discuss the importance of incorporating fun into our everyday lives and how you can make fun a priority so that you can live a fuller life. Finally, we touch on the importance of embracing and surrendering, embracing who we are and surrendering to what we cannot control. This is a powerful episode about reframing the way we think about health to include both our mind and spirit, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Adrian. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to uplevel your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Adrienne Larson. Adrienne is a holistic wellness coach and a mother of five kids. Her mission is to work with individuals and families by equipping them with useful tools, as well as strategies to apply those new skills and thus providing them with the greatest quality of life possible. She believes in reframing the will of wellness to incorporate mind, body, and spirit. She was also recently published as a number one international bestseller in the book, The One Thing Every Mom Needs to Know. Welcome, Adrienne. Hi, thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. So I like to start by just you know, diving right in and having you share a story from your past that brought you into the work that you're doing today as a holistic wellness coach.
1: Yeah, so it really all started at the age of around 15. I had dealt with some, some issues in my home life with my mom dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And I actually had an opportunity to go live at a place called Jack Ledger House in Victoria, B.C., and there I got one-on-one counseling. I actually resided there for a couple of months. I had dealt with some some traumas and some attempted suicides and stuff like that. And I was able to really get some some much needed one-on-one attention in the realm of mental health and just kind of developed developed from that moment after leaving Jack Gledger House. I really something was installed in me to to actually want to one day create a facility similar to the resources available that they have, but incorporate a lot more of the mindset and the the healthy living aspects with physical fitness and nutrition and diet and how that all relates to the gut-brain kind of connection.
0: Amazing, amazing. So, what made you so passionate about the area specifically of mental health?
1: I think my passion really stemmed from just my upbringing itself. Um, I uh, I had, up until into my 20s, um, had been exposed to a lot of dysfunction. And um, that was, for us growing up, for myself and for my sisters, that was our normal. Our normal was was quite dysfunctional in the realm of everyday living. If we wanted to eat, we had to go to the soup kitchen on the way to school to get our breakfast and to get our bagged lunch. Um, my mom has dealt with with uh, clinical depression since as long as I remember my entire life. I, I didn't grow up knowing my father the people that we were exposed to and that lifestyle that we were exposed to would be considered quite dysfunctional. So I think it was just my experience and and my my ability to overcome that and my ability to to work through those situations has always given me the passion and drive and the ambition and I guess the perseverance to work with other people knowing that those those situations are um overcoming, like that you that a person does have the ability to overcome those and really equip people with the tools so that they themselves can overcome them.
0: I love that. I love that. So can you share a little bit about your beliefs around reframing the will the wheel of wellness and like what that means to you?
1: It kind of just came to me, and often you hear the mind, body, and spirit. And uh, or body, mind, and spirit, or however, I really think of it as the reframe. It needs to be spirit, then mind, then body. Um, I had gone into kind of my journey, kind of backwards, in the sense that I wanted to do personal training. I am actually a few credits away from being certified as a uh, personal trainer with my diploma, or my my diploma from the local college here. But I went into it as working with people in the realm of fitness and and then I got into life and health coaching, and I'm now into mastery tCM coaching and and I've had some mentors along the way, and I really started to think that the kind of the the approach to it is is backwards. We need to deal with spirit first so so what are our internal beliefs are of our greater self, whether it be if it's religious or spiritual or whatever it is, just knowing kind of where we stand, what our purpose is, what our strengths are, what it is that we're meant to do in this life and, and our strong beliefs of where that all stems from. And then it goes into the mindset and really having the, the positive optimistic mindset, if you want to call it kind of, kind of sound woohooey, but really just that, that undeniable belief and ability to surrender to what is, have that mindset about what it is that we're wanting throughout our lives and really having the passion and drive and going to it. And then comes the body aspect of the wellness wheel and, and really So tuning into what it is that our bodies strive from, not everybody's created equally. So you could have a, a, we'll just say a workout routine or a nutrition kind of base that works for one person, but doesn't work for the other person. So really tuning into all those three kind of aspects and creating the independent individualized plan that works specifically for the individual themselves.
0: I love that. I think it's so important to have that, that individualized plan because not, not all one size fits all, especially in the terms of wellness. And I just love that you're really focusing on incorporating, you know, all aspects of mind, body, and spirit. So I love that so much. So tell me more about, you know, your tips that you gave in the book the one thing every mom needs to know what what was your one thing that you think every mom needs to know
1: just to have really it comes down to it my portion for the book was finding family fun and i i was going off the still in the mental health kind of state but really incorporating fun into our daily lives especially as parents especially in family life i have five children and three are in competitive cheer one is in football and another is in another sport uh, taekwondo so i'm i'm quite actively busy driving and bringing my kids to and from where they need to go and i i also coach at our gymnastics center so it's really easy to forget about having fun with your families um, when you're in kind of the daily grind of everything and a lot of for myself I I tend to to feel a lot of guilt around that, that I'm not doing certain things with my family or I'm not spending one-on-one time with each of them. And it's really kind of losing that guilt and really embracing and zoning into just uh, making little moments and having fun with your family and creating those bonds and creating that connection with each and every one of your family members and it doesn't have to be a big elaborate planned event it's really in the essence just creating those little moments of having fun and enjoying each other and really just
0: embracing each other's relationship I think that's so important because you're so right I think that you know we get so caught up in our to-do lists and all of the things that we you know on our checklist that we need to get done, that we don't even schedule in fun. You know, we don't even like it's not even part of our our daily routine. So, what are some ways that you think that we can just make that like easily fun a part of like our daily routine?
1: So, some of the things that I do is um, you just kind of seize seize the moment, seize the opportunities, and. Um, just to be playful, like try not to, for myself personally, I really try not to be, um, and I'm not by nature, a very serious person, but really just having fun and allowing yourself to be playful in the moment. And, um, for me, like if I'm picking up my kids to take them to, to their activities and stuff, and just like kind of asking them, Kind of coming up with fun ways to engage with them, like three things that went well for them that day, uh, three things that didn't go well for them today. I think sometimes we we get really caught up as 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 parents and people that every we have to be happy. Like I keep kind of hearing this new trend of we always have to be happy, and it's not about always being happy. It's just really about embracing what uh, we've experienced throughout the day and and reframing it into what we can make about it into a positive light rather than a, a happy light, we'll call it. And, and really kind of just allowing the experience to be what it is, whether it was a negative experience or a positive experience, but really just kind of uh, being curious and playing around with um, the situations that have happened or the experiences. So just speaking to your question, I guess, sorry if I got off track, um, It's just taking those little moments here and there and allowing myself to be, to be playful with my family, be playful with my children, even my, my teenagers.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love what you were sharing about, you know, not feeling like we have to just focus on what went well, but like allowing space for. What didn't go so well, like our disappointments, our frustrations, our sadness, because those emotions are part of our children and even our lives. And I think the more that we can embrace that and hold space for that, we allow us like we don't shove that. We don't numb those emotions. We don't tie them, you know, suppress them. And I think that is what causes a lot of, you know, disease in our lives. Would you agree? Yeah, for
1: sure. I'm a strong, strong, strong believer of, um, kind of brain and gut health and it all kind of intertwines and causes, it's a big, it's a big indicator of how we're feeling in our bodies as well as our mind and stuff and to not get into it like too sciencey or anything. Um, yeah, it's how we're feeling in our mind definitely affects our inner and our outer. Like I know for myself, if I'm stressed out or whatever, I tend to get a lot of reaction in my gut. Like I get a sore stomach or I have, um, sometimes I'll even get pimples if I get stressed out. So it's just our body trying to speak to us in different ways that something's not right. And I think the more resistance we create around having to have everything perfect or always be happy actually creates more um, discomfort and yet even disease within ourselves.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So what are some other ways that you help your clients to you know, live to their, their fullest potential and their health and in mind, body, and spirit?
1: The biggest thing is being okay in where we're at, being okay in the present state accepting how we've gotten to that present state and then working through that present state of time into our desired state. And what I mean by that is just not beating ourselves up or not feeling regret or sorrow or guilt around things that we've done up into the moment. The moment has taken us to where we're at and that's okay. There's, There's always kind of a positive reason or intention that we've come to the place that we're at and, and really surrendering and appreciating ourselves for where we're at and then working towards the goals and objectives that we want to have and really surrendering into what is, I, I really have picked up on the words embracing and surrendering. I think those are two big, big words that we should all be incorporating into our vocabulary And hearing it a lot more, talking to ourselves about it, and sharing it with others. Because I think that's two that kind of get kind of get left out. And for myself, those are two that I've incorporated a lot. And I've had my own huge life transformation over the last year, really accepting those um, words and then the emotion packed behind those words into my own life.
0: Yeah, can you dive deeper into that? Like what? How does that show up for you, that embracing and surrendering in your life?
1: It's kind of a funny and off-related, but not off-related topic. I have very curly hair. (laughs) And for years, I actually hated my hair, and I would straighten my hair. And I don't know where the story came from, but I, I associated and I created this belief that my curly hair made me ugly. So, um Around January, I actually had gotten my hair cut and and stopped straightening my hair and embraced my actual natural hair and started using products that was built for my hair and and it's beautiful and it was amazing how much better I felt and people would say, "Wow, like uh, what are you doing differently and i'm like, "I'm just not straightening my hair but it was it was really embracing to who I am and my own inner beauties came out. That's kind of a more vain, I guess, way of looking at it, but it really gives a, a sense of just accepting who we are instead of resisting and trying to create uh, this this idealism of how we think we should be because of other people's uh Perceptions and basing our stories onto uh, around other people's perceptions, really embracing who I am as an individual and and loving myself for who I am and the qualities that I was born with, and it shines through in in inner and outer
0: beauty. I guess
1: <laughs> kind of again, it was kind of off related but unrelated topic.
0: No, I love it because actually my whole message is about the power of self-acceptance because I really believe that there's a lot of misconceptions around self-acceptance like people think that oh well if I you know accept who I am and then then I'll lose that motivation to change myself but I think it's I think it's really the opposite is I think that when we accept where we are and who we are in our lives it allows us to use that energy that we've been using towards you know, straightening your hair or, you know, whatever it might be, trying to change that part of you and you can put it towards actually making a real impact and leaving a legacy in this world.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, And it goes all into that. So around that same time um, the other thing that I did was I I am a pretty outgoing person. I am very, um, my spouse always, laughs when we go out in public and he's like, okay, be free, butterfly, fly, fly, fly. And that's just who I am. And I noticed over the years, um, up until kind of around that same time, that January mark of 2019, I had started almost, um, filtering it. So anybody that, that knew me and that was around me all the time, kind of got to see that fun, bubbly, outgoing side of me but i to newer people i was almost restricting that in in fear that i would come off overwhelming or kind of blah in their face and i didn't even actually necessarily realize that i had been kind of shoving that side of me down until i started embracing my hair and it's it's so weird how it's, it's so all connected again I like you wouldn't think your hairstyle or who you are is so connected, but it's really that, that holistic approach of embracing who you are inside and out.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I love that so much. So the people that you come, that come to you for help, what are some of the things that they're, that they're really struggling with that you help them with?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is just really, I really am attracted or I attract in people that, have a lot of the same similarities as me, like the the kind of the masking of self or uh, um, that the deep seated kind of mental mental health kind of um, issues kind of buried away, I guess if you want to say. Um, especially in children and youth, I have I I coach at our gymnastics center. I coach our rec programs in cheer and gymnastics and some other things. And I'm able to really work with um, the youth and can often relate to somebody without even intentionally meaning to. And a lot of people will, uh, children and youth will open up and share things with me and just kind of talking them, talking to them, and as well as adults and families and really just working with them in Rebuilding that connection. I think the connection is, I guess, that big piece that um, I work with people and in the in the uh, connecting it to mental health is that I I personally believe that that's kind of where our gap lies. Our gap is in that connection piece. I often hear people who have lost family members and friends say that they had no idea that. This person was even going through anything, and then on the flip side, uh, the person that's experiencing like depression and suicidal thoughts and sadness and stuff say that they they don't have anybody to connect to. So really piecing together the the lack of connection, and and that's probably the biggest thing that I work with people.
0: Yeah, you know that's I love that because it it reminds me of. I don't know if it's a quote or just a saying that I see all the time where it's like, you know, you got to check on your strong friends, you know, and it's because the people who often appear to have it all together usually don't or often don't, you know, and are masking some, some things that are going on within them. So yeah, it's, I think the more that we can just share about it and build that connection where we can feel that we can, like we said earlier, talk about all range of our emotions and that we don't have to suppress any of those, but we can live in the fullness of all our emotions, the more more we'll be able to live to our fullest potential.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so before the final question, is there anything else that you wish I would have asked you or like a final message that you would like to leave with my listeners? I would just say
1: like, with the, the wheel of wellness, I'm calling it, and I th- I might have just made that up myself. So don't quote that that's an actual thing. I think I just kind of... <laughs> so with the, the wheel of wellness, and really, really being open to understanding and accepting of what that is. And the, the spirit, the mind, the body, and really embracing all of it as a holistic approach. Um, I think the biggest thing in our industry and in like the fitness and health industry and stuff like that, I think a lot of people kind of target them as all separate issues. And it's, it's really not. I really, in my belief, in my opinion, you can't have one without the other. It is all interconnected. The frequencies that we have and the energies that we have as people um, really tie all three aspects of life into each other, and if if you're trying to only say say work on your fitness and without nutrition or without the mindset or without your your beliefs as to why you're not going to really have a person's not going to really have the success the long term success that they they desire. So it's it's taking all three and learning how that works for the individual and uh, applying balance to. Uh, All three of them. And when I say balance, I think people kind of get caught up in that they have to have this balance in all three at all times of their lives. And it's really actually not about that. I find I go through waves where I'll really be putting a lot of focus into my business and then I'll put focus into my family and then I'll put focus into um, other things going on. And I think that's actually for myself. I've discovered that that's the actual balance. We're not always going to be equal in every aspect all times of our lives. It's it's what feels right and what inspired action we need to take that we're being driven towards. So if if we need to focus uh, a whole month towards our spirituality and really feeling into that, or if we need to focus one week on that and then three weeks on On our mindset and then a couple weeks on, on our bodies or our nutrition or something. And I think that's the actual true essence of balance is really uh, listening into our intuitive selves and figuring out what is working for us at the right time. And I I personally believe in divine timing that we're supposed to be doing what we're, we're doing right at the right time. I don't believe that we're missing out on things, or we should be doing this, or we should have done that. Or uh, Tony Robbins says that we should stop shooting all over ourselves, and it's very true. I think that we really need to embrace and surrender into just what it is that we need to be doing with our lives. And if we if we just quiet ourselves and really listen, we're guided to what it is that needs
0: to be happening. I, I completely agree. I love that so much. So the final question that I ask all of my guests relates to, and you kind of talked about that. You've talked about a lot of action steps, but it relates to taking action because, you know, I think that while we can talk about all the things, it's so important to start integrating it into our life by taking action. So what would be three action steps that someone could take to live a more uplifted life today?
1: Three action steps. I think one, the first one is the biggest, and that's really just being okay with where you're at, whatever that looks like for somebody, like really get out of your mind and get into your heart and really really allowing yourself to be okay. And like really surrendering into a guilt-free life. People often get into guilt, blame, or shame, and we almost victimize ourselves. And when we do that, we put ourselves at a, at a great disadvantage of actually um, moving forward. I think once we surrender into who we are and where we're at and accepting, accepting that, that opens up the space for growth. Um, the second one would be just finding ways to... To embrace who we are. So once we've accepted who we are, just uh, finding ways to actually build on our own strengths, um, whether that's self care or or self love, they kind of are the same. Um, you know, if if you need to a journal, if you need to do whatever it is to really feel into who you are as a person, I believe that we all have different gifts and talents and when we allow ourselves to appreciate who we are we're more able to actually hear what those are and I think it's our job um if you want to say call it to to share those gifts um, an example of that is the experiences I've had in my past with with living in dysfunction and stuff like that I, I was put in those situations and I survived those situations and it's now my I guess kind of obligation if you want to say lack of a better word um, to to help others learn how to deal with those situations and then equip them with the the tools and the ability to use the tools to deal with their own situations and I think third is just to have fun in the process I think often people get so caught up in strategies and stuff like that that they forget to actually have fun. And if we're not having fun and we're creating resistance around the things that we're doing because we think they're the right things to do, it's almost, uh, we're gonna have the opposite effect. We're gonna create more resistance. And without the fun and just doing things because we're almost creating a negative energy and that's what we're trying to ultimately avoid <laughs> and, and by by just kind of forcing ourselves, we're not we're not benefiting ourselves in any way. So really having fun in all that we do and taking inspired actions, I think a lot of times we get caught up on the strategies and we're like, we need to do this and a B and C, and we just go through the motions. But if it doesn't feel right and we're just doing it because we think we need to be doing it, we think that's going to benefit us, we're we're missing the whole point of everything.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Thank you for that message. That was such a great way to leave it. I love it. So where can my listeners find you and learn more about you?
1: Yeah, so you can check me out on my website, which is www dot real life health and com, or you can find me on facebook um i do have a real life health and fitness page on facebook or you can just look me up adrian larson and i'm always happy to add new friends and start conversations and build a community
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Adrienne, and for sharing all of your knowledge and expertise around wellness and mental health. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. This has been really fun and a great experience.
0: Wonderful. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one this episode really resonated with you. It would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes and until next time, stay uplifted.